25 of the Coach Killers podcast. My name's Stefan and I'm here with Nick. Nick, how are you? How's your week been? Uh, not too bad, mate. Uh, not, <laughs> not the greatest, but it's been good. Explain to our listeners what's going on. Oh, mate, we've got a massive show ahead. Interview with Mr. Kenny Athew as well. Yes. And we're going to announce the giveaway winner. Yes, the giveaway, the Andrew Durante's boots. Who's going to be the winner? You'll find out. So stay tuned to episode 25. But as always, let's kick it off with our Coach Killer of the Week. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Nick, where's my drum roll? Here we go, Stefan. And our Coach Killer of the Week is Maurizio Sari. Yes, Sari. <laughs> what a dog. After Chelsea's 6-0 defeat to Man City, Sari refused to shake Pep Guardiola's hand. Nick, what do you make of all this? Mate, it's just like complete uh, poor sportsmanship. You know, like, why not shake the guy's hand? What did he do to you? Obviously, I know you're upset. You copped six goals and you lost to a better team. But do you think he's a big sook? Uh, I think a little bit. He showed his true Italian side. <laughs> That's a stab at all hey, the but Italians then it, Like, look, it, Pep shook uh, Zola's hand at the end and whatever and Pep's like, what's wrong with Sarri? And he's like, I don't know. Well, so, they, I mean, for your assistant to say that there's... He, I mean, he doesn't know the problem. Obviously, something's going on with Maurizio Sarri. And just to add further heat, uh, this morning in the press conference uh, for Chelsea and Man United for the FA Cup, yeah. um, Zola sat in. Sarri was nowhere to be seen he in the press, at the press conference. He wasn't at the press conference. Jeez. Um, so I, I don't know what to make of Maybe this Maybe he's whole... just embarrassed. I don't know what to make of this whole situation, but I'll give you the stats, right? Go. In the last three Premier League games, they've conceded 10 goals. What does this wow. mean for his future? Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't see um you know him being there really at at the end of the at the start of next season. He, you know, they started off well, Sari Ball was working for him. Yeah, we were all convinced that you know this guy had something special to offer the Premier League. The Sari Ball was flying at the start of the year. You know, they um they managed to turn around that bad loss though to City in yeah, the Europa League. That's so right. they won 2-1. But does that mean they're on the um, right path? Winning 2-1 against well, uh, I think, the end, I think it was? Yeah, I think if they don't win the Europa League, then Sarri's gone. If they don't win the Europa I don't yeah. think they will win the Europa League. They're just a team that's really low on confidence. Well, who, pl- who else is there really to win it? Arsenal, Arsenal lost. I wouldn't say any of the Premier League teams will win it. You don't think so? No way. They're both, both London teams at the moment are struggling. The only London team doing well is Tottenham. Yeah, that's true. And I maybe agree. the Hammers. <laughs> and maybe the Hammers. So you don't think he'll be there? No, I don't see him be there. What about you? No, nah, I think he's he's as good as gone. I said it episodes ago that it was the end. The end's coming. Can I ask you, has a Sari team ever conceded six goals? Uh, never. Never. So that's, that's, that's probably why he's just, you know, tucked his tail between his legs. I and... mean, you can't be a big little sookie about it. You've got to fight for the next week. The players are dejected. He's playing players in the wrong position, which we're going to get into later on. You know, when we dissect the City-Chelsea game. Yeah, because so, yeah, game you know, of the week. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't know where he's going to end up, but I don't think he'll be at Chelsea much longer. Yep. Chow, chow, Mauricio, sorry. <laughs> and now, let's move on to the A-League review.
Right, let's kick it off with our first game, which was the clash of the minnows last weekend. It was yes. <laughs> Western Sydney Wanderers against Central Coast. So the Western Sydney Wanderers beat Central Coast 2-0, which I couldn't believe, Nick. It came as a shock for me. What a, what a bottom-of-the-table clash that was. <laughs> it actually was. We shouldn't be laughing, you know, because we take every team seriously on this podcast. Except for Adelaide. <laughs> but I must admit, when watching this match, Western Sydney Wanderers were good, but... Central Coast made them look better than what they were. Central Coast were just making silly errors at the back. You know, um, Tarek Elrich's goal was a very lucky one. And that was the first, you know, it was was. very lucky from the Wanderers. Um, And in the second half, Josh Soterio sealed the win midway through it. So, you know, I don't know where that would have left them in terms of belief for the Mariners. But let me just tell you one thing. Central Coast extend their own club away loss record to nine matches on the trot wow. now. So I don't think there's – I said a few weeks ago there's a way why, back for Why them. are the Mariners doing so poorly? They've got some quality players they and they've did. brought in some quality players They too. did, they did. And I just don't know where the problem's coming from at the moment. I think they're just disorganised. There was a few changes from Mike Mulvey, the coach, uh, yeah. in relation to last the last game before that. So I don't know if the changes had something to do with it, but they made Western Sydney look like a good team and really yeah. they're rubbish. I feel like they have the quality, they just don't have the team cohesiveness. To, yeah, you know? the spirit, the mentality. To... Like they brought in Jem Karakachan, who is a, yeah. you know... He's played in the Premier League. He's a championship name, you know, yeah. household Reading name. Reading superstar. Right? Um, so they, they've got – they're getting these players in, you know, who are of quality. Hopefully, you know, they can turn around because I actually like the Central Coast Mariners. Yeah, me too. I can't believe they're – They're my they're... favourite New South Wales team. <laughs> <laughs> of course like... they would be. But, yeah, I still can't believe that result. Um, all right, let's move on to a top-of-the-table clash now. Yes. Uh, Melbourne Victory and Perth Glory played last Sunday. That was crazy. Uh, two goals in eight minutes – in eight second-half minutes, I should yeah. say. Unbelievable. Uh, from Kilkenny and Diego Castro. Yeah. Now, it was too much for the victory, I think. I agree, um, mate. I agree. And, you know, it overshadowed uh, Honda's return game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, his first game since December, so – Wow. Um, victory have had a few surprise results, even last night drawing to Wellington. Yeah, they drew to um, – uh, the Phoenix, and we know the Phoenix are hard, though, to beat at home, especially at the moment. They are flying. So I wouldn't consider that too bad. But the game against Perth, top of the yep. cl- table clash yep. mentally. Pops what, men, you know, are seven points clear at the top now. I know. What does that do for Victory's mentality going into the finals? Because they're going to the finals, the both of them. And I think yeah. they're both the standouts. We've agreed with that 100%. Who wins the league? But is it Victory's or is it Perth Glory's to lose? Look, the only... Th- I'll say victory for one reason only. Victory's been there on grand final day. They've won, they've lost on grand final day. Perth has never made an A-League grand final. Yeah, that's true. You know, not in the recent times anyway. So I I don't know whether they've got the mentality to say, right, we're going to go out and win the final. I think when it comes down to the crunch, the cream rises to the top. and The cream's victory, right? That's right. Yeah. Getting Honda back is massive. He's probably the best player in the A-League. I know, but what do you also make of yesterday's draw with Wellington? Step back, step forward. For me, it's neither. It's just a a result, 1-1. One, well, one. What do you make of it? At the end of the day, it's a patch of grass, but it's Wellington's home patch of grass, and they you know, managed to get the 
get the point, you know. That's, I know, but that's a big result for Wellington, especially holding off Newcastle. Yeah, I agree with that, but I think victory victory have to get back onto winning terms if they're going to do anything from now to the end of the year to try and get the Premier plate and finish first, right? Yeah, true. Well, Kenny Athew, mate, he might have something to, yes. uh, to do about that. We'll hear what he has to say about the victory. That's it. <laughs> Finally, last night, a severely undermanned Newcastle Jets stunned Melbourne City and put them to the sword, mate, 3-1. I cannot believe that. I could, they did, they the, played so well. They did, with the players that were out. Everyone was out. Yeah. Everyone was out. All your top players were out. I could not yeah, believe this was the on. midweek Champions League. Yeah. Uh, Asian Champions League. You know, and Jair scores in the 22nd minute. Second half rolls on. McLaren pops one in. Jamie that's McLaren. That's second one. I know, and that's second his second. Goal in two games. Good so job. they're thinking, oh my goodness, we've got no senior players in. How are we going to combat? Out of nowhere, two st- the two substitutes, Champness and O'Donovan, put City to bed in the second half with two sensational finishes. So, you know, the result is a big shock. Mate, I'll just put it out there. Melbourne City are a rubbish club. <laughs> okay? <laughs> why are they a rubbish club? They have no supporters. They have no ambition. But do you want to you know, know why that is? They have a rubbish coach, right? Yeah, their coach, the who, shoemaker. The shoemaker, <laughs> that's right, who, you know, treats their you know, former captain like how what they did to former yeah, only rubbish. How can you, like... I know. Where do you go from there? Melbourne City's just a team to make up the numbers right now. They're never going to challenge. I think once the new Melbourne team comes in next season, they'll drop to third. Do you reckon they're going to drop in, in the last pick? In order? memberships in Melbourne. Wow. Well, anyway, look, I want to ask you, is it happening again? Can Newcastle make a last-ditch run for the finals? I hope so, mate, for Daniel Georgievsky's sake. <laughs> yeah, well, do you actually legitimately think, though, they can do it? Well, they're only six it, points off Wellington. Yeah. Wellington are a good side. Hopefully Adelaide can drop out. And then we'll get, <laughs> so you're we'll keeping them in? We'll get the boys' Newcastles in, yeah. I'm going to say Newcastle will just miss. You reckon? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll see. I, I, hope, I hope they don't, but... <laughs> come on. Come on, Jets. Now, let's talk about some expansion news with the new Western Melbourne team. So, earlier on in the week, uh, they were officially called Western United. What? <laughs> how, do you, how are you supposed to know they're from Melbourne, Stefan? Well, that's a very good point. I was trying to figure that out myself. Well, the names that were, you know, that weren't chosen, I should say, were Western Melbourne Warriors, which yeah. is a step up on the Western yeah. Melbourne, right? Yeah. And you got Westside Pride, yeah. which is a new kind of name in football. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Western Athletic, which is what they said it was going to be. I think that's silly, Western Athletic. Why the hell would you want to call it Western Athletic? Uh, like, what I the hell is the... I think it's still better than Western United. Hang on a second. On our last episode, we said Western Melbourne United. So we were half right. But why yeah. couldn't you... How are people... You're right. How are people going to identify that as Melbourne team? Mate, we're on the ball. Last, last episode. Like Western Sydney Wanderers. Western Sydney Wanderers, right? Yeah. They're from Sydney. Western United. Where the hell are they from? That's right. Like, you know, um, they show the A-League on BT Sports in England, right? Yes, correct. So now a young fan watching in England... Sees Western United, he doesn't know where they're from. You That's know what I mean? true, yeah. How is he supposed to know? I right? mean you gotta put Melbourne in there somehow. Do you like the colours? The oh. green and the green and black? The green and black, I like that. Do you like it? I think that's the Why why on earth would you go green and black? Well, who What's the hell is green and black? Footscray Rangers. Footscray Rangers is green and black. Maybe the Footscray Rangers should, you know, 
get Steve Horvat, ring him up and be yeah, like, partner what? up or something. Yeah, partner up or be the sister club or maybe have a little yeah. inter-club connection. But in all seriousness, you know what? I actually thought they were going to be black and white. Black and white. They were going to try replicate a UVA or that. Because that's what I feel we have to, like, try and do in this country. The kits aren't really noticeable. Like, you know, victory, it's blue. Yeah. Sydney, it's light blue. We're Western... still, I was still waiting to see the actual logo. I don't think – I think there's a concept out, but I don't think the actual logo – I saw logo a concept is... with a pelican on it. Are you yeah. serious? This isn't Bright and Have Albion. We don't put pelicans or seagulls <laughs> on our logos. Well, I was reading and a lot of the fans were like, why call it Western – Western United, why not call it Wyndham Athletic, right, because of the area? Yeah, that's true. You know? I mean, that's like probably that. a bit better. That's a bit more actually, uh, you know, it probably makes sense a bit more. So then you, you know where where they're from or else I think Western it, what? I like, think they've really they from, stuffed up. Are they from West Perth, West Adelaide? I know. It, I yeah. think they stuffed up. They did. They stuffed up. Also, you have some news about the Western Melbourne group. Give well, us the news. Well, they also managed to sign Josh Risden during the week. From the Wanderers, which is a great pickup for them. But I mean, where does that a, leave the Wanderers? Yeah, I know. Well, the Wanderers are a team in disarray. We just spoke about that. They're finished, absolutely. So, you know. Yeah, um, well, it's a good pickup for them. I, I wonder who else they're going to get. There's rumours, you know, flying around that Mark Rudan and uh, really? Stephen Taylor might be making really? their way. Well. <laughs> Imagine that. I think, I think that. Because Stephen Taylor's out of contract. At the end. Really? Is he yeah. out of contract? He's, He's out, only down he for, a year. for a season. Well, so that means that. Stephen Taylor will probably be the poster boy and more likely the captain than if he was to go, I'd suggest. Oh, well, yeah. Don't you think? Well, Mark, especially with his, you know... Yeah, um, with his experience in that, Mark Rudan as well coming in from Wellington, yeah. I guarantee you he'll make him captain. I think that'd be good. You put him on the membership cards, yeah. you know, at least he's a bit renowned in world football. I feel like if that happens, Wellington is going to tank. They've t- managed to turn their club around this season. You I know, agree. With these, you know... Experienced players. Players, yeah. and Mark Rudan as well. Yeah. And if they lose them, who are they going to get? Yeah, I agree. Who's going to go down there? Especially, you know, I think it's all Mark Rudan that's doing that right now. Because yeah. he's had virtually the same batch of players and they've obviously got a few more players that he wanted. And it, they're going good. But in terms of this Western Mel, I'm not, I'm not impressed. Stephen Taylor's a bigger signing than Kone anyway. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in Josh Risden, I'm, I'm like... Wow, what a defence. If they have Josh Risden and Stephen Taylor playing Yeah, for the, in terms of the A-League, they'll be yeah. roughly touching that top six mark, depending they'll, on who else they get, though. They'll be like when the Wanderers came in and yeah. they just went you know, all guns blazing and they did really well in their first season. I agree. I hope they can bring in a few more big signings, though. Hopefully. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see who they bring in. Interesting to watch, so watch this space. Also, earlier on in the week, we caught up with Kenny Athew from the Melbourne Victory for a massive interview. Yes, the big man. That's it. This is how it went. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest today is 26-year-old Melbourne Victory forward, Kenny Athew. Welcome, Kenny. How are you, mate? How's your Sunday going? (laughs) Yeah, not too bad. You know, just at home with the family, so no, it's good. Fantastic, mate. It's a big pleasure to have you on. We're really looking forward to you telling us your footballing story. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, let's kick it off by asking you, uh, at what age did you know that you wanted to become a professional footballer? Um, yeah, I guess, obviously, growing up, I always watched uh, football. Um, most all my idols were playing professional football. So, I guess, pretty early on, um, I say when I was uh, probably like 10 or 11, um, yeah, that's when I probably, you know, used to think about being a professional a lot. Yeah. Well, look, it mm-hmm. takes 
a lot of hard work uh, to be a professional footballer, and a lot of young boys and girls dream of playing football professionally, as you know. You know, so can yeah. you tell us what was your motivation that got you there? Um, you know, I guess the hunger. Yeah. You know, just to you know, following in the footsteps of my idols, try to you know be like them, and also you know, just I guess their support from the family yeah. uh, was massive for me. Um, you know, just pushing me. Um, every day, you know, to obviously succeed. So, yeah, you know, I'd say the hunger and support from uh, family and close friends. Oh, it's good, great yeah. to have that support, yeah. you know. Um, who who would you say has had uh, the most influence on your career? Like, which player did you base your, your game on? Yeah, I used to watch Thierry Henry a lot when I was younger. Mm, um, obviously, in those, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, in those um, Arsenal um Invisible teams. Um, oh dear, that's a yeah, 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 no, yeah, they had a great team back then. So, did you yeah, uh, support also, Arsenal um, growing up? Yeah, I did. I was a big Arsenal supporter. Oh, right, um, okay. Makes sense. I still am, <laughs> to be honest with you. But yeah, Thierry Henry and uh, also being from Africa, um, Kanye was massive as well. Um, Sam Bielers being um, tall, lanky, um, it was just great to watch on the field. So. Yeah, Kanu and Thierry Henry for me. Well, they're two great players, mate. So I'm sure you can be proud that, you know, you looked up to them because in the end they won everything. So it's pretty good idols to have. (laughs) Even though Arsenal's nowhere at the moment. um, Yeah, I try not to. um, (laughs) What do you you make of their season so far, Kenny? Um, You know, do you think they'll they'll finish in the top four in the Premier League? Uh, I think it'll be tough. I don't think it will happen. Obviously, um, the other team uh, much stronger in the Premier League at the moment. So I think um, Arsenal probably needs another year or two to obviously uh, for the coach to settle and get his own, get the players he wants. Maybe they should sign you, Kenny. What do you think? <laughs> they, need, they need a big man up front. I think that's a long shot. I've got a long way to go to be considered. But um, you never know. no, there is obviously, um, I think... Um, Hopefully, they should do well in the next couple of years so I can start going to bed um, happy on Saturday nights again. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, Kenny, mm-hmm. I just want to ask you something from my point of view. You're the only yeah. player that came through the MPL system and has broken into any A-League team you know, regularly, right? So who would you say, when you were coming through the ranks in Victoria, had the most influence on your game? Who was it that you looked up to and listened to all the time, you know? Was there any coaches that stood out, you yeah. know, that, um, you know, tried to help you as much as they can and yeah. things like that? Yeah, I guess, obviously, um, yeah, I've had a few coaches that have had a great influence um, on my, you know, upbringing into the, I guess, the professional scene. But, um, obviously, there's a lot of success with Heidelberg. Yeah. Um, and George Hatsakas was uh, the coach there. Um, he helped mold me to the player I am today. But also, at, um, when I was at Boxy, I had a coach named um, Arthur Giorgio. Um, he basically um, was the one that had every training session. I think this was when I was 18, 19 or something. He used to obviously try to push all the boys, you know, to um, try to pursue a career in football and you know he'll do everything he could to help them and stuff like that um so after Jody for me I mean we still stay in contact till today you know oh, so that's um, fantastic. yeah so yeah so um I'll probably say after Jody and um George Katakis as uh coaches 
Um, and I've had a few I've had a few mentors here and there as well. There's a guy named Demos Sevas. I used to play with him when I was young. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and he was a striker, you know. So you always used to try to help improve um, my game a lot. Uh, him as well. That's good. So you had a lot of support, yeah. you know, yeah. growing up and molding your game. And like you said, you know, made you the player you are today, which is great. Um, yeah. But um, you know, you won the MPL and the Golden Boot in 2017 at Heidelberg. Can you, know, yeah. can you tell us what that feeling was like? Um, uh, that was, um, I think, in front of gold. That was probably my best year at Heidelberg. Um, yeah. You know, just it just felt like I was um, in a really good state. You know, uh, in terms of uh, getting into goal scoring opportunities, and felt like every time I touched the ball, it went in. So, um, to be honest, it was an unreal feeling, and that was um, my biggest achievement. Um, I guess in terms of football at that time. Obviously, that was stopped by winning the grand final last year with Norman Victory, but um, it was a special feeling, you know, winning um, all those accolades with Heidelberg. Yeah, of course. Definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. after your exploits in 2017 with Heidelberg, you were touted as going to Perth glory. Why didn't that happen? Um, I think that was more of... Um, the media just reporting oh, things okay. so uh, were, that weren't that weren't confirmed. Yeah, there was there was nothing ever confirmed. You know, it was just more rumors, and oh, okay. I guess um, the words just spread really quickly. So, yeah. um, I obviously did have the option, but it wasn't. Um, nothing was confirmed. You know, I just had um, choice to make between. Yeah. Uh, Victor and Perth Glory and I ended up um, it's a pretty easy you know, choice isn't choosing, it choosing the, <laughs> choosing the biggest team in the league mate that's it <laughs> yeah exactly you know, it's the biggest team in the country and also um, I am from Melbourne um, you know I grew up watching Melbourne Victory yeah um, there you go that's right so, makes sense yeah um, so you know and then Actually going to victory and playing, you know, your first A-League game, what was that feeling like stepping onto the pitch for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, that was kind of like a shock to the system for me. Oh, okay. Because uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think the first game was against Western Sydney and there was uh, about 25,000 people or something. Um, wow. <laughs> at uh, Eddie Hatt Stadium, man. Um, I'd never played anywhere close to that many people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that um, I think at that time, Victory um, was struggling a few with injuries and also players getting called up to the national team. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't, uh, I guess, at the fittest to um, be called up because um, I didn't have enough training session behind me. I was also carrying an injury, but, you know, um, yeah. I guess, you know, um, I was called upon to come do the job and I tried to come do the best I could for the team. It's good. Everything aligned for you. You know, you got your chance and, you know, yeah. you've been an integral part of that victory squad since. Yeah, definitely. And just just on that, you know, mm. what are your aspirations personally for the remainder of the season? Like, what's the goal for you? For me at the moment, you know, obviously I still um, haven't scored a goal this season. Um, I mean, on the weekend I should have had a few, but... Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, that's, that's yeah, you know, that's um, there that happens, you know, that's football. I know, obviously, if that does happen again, I could have a game where every time I touch it, we're going, you know, yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, so for me personally, it's obviously just um, 
get a few goals. Um, I mean, obviously... I, see you, I see you as a very hard-working, you know, forward up front. So I think even your general play helps the team a lot. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it's great to have you scoring, but even if you don't score, I think you really, really, really always work really hard. I think, you know, so, I would think Kevin Musk appreciates yeah, that, Yeah, that's right? why. I mean, that's why you're starting, you know. So credit to you, mate, honestly. Yeah, you know, obviously, I think it's always good to be a hard-working player. I like to see myself as a hard-working player, yeah. but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I am a striker and, yeah. you know... <laughs> Um, goals will always mean a lot to me, you know. So I always, I'm always going to judge myself based on goals. Do you get that external pressure that if you haven't scored that, you know, do, do, does anyone put that external pressure on you? Like, do you get that from, you know, the uh, coach or anything like that? That you know, you have to score, and do you, you know, thing like that. No, no, the coach obviously. Um, we have a lot of people that can score in the team. Yeah? Yeah. Um, he doesn't solely give. Um, they, I guess, the sole responsibility on the main striker, but. I guess for me personally, you know, it's more, I guess, me kind of like trying to, um, you know, I wouldn't say put pressure on myself, but, you know, kind of like uh, try to get on the score sheet, I guess, yeah. every game. Yeah, um, definitely. Every game that comes, yeah. That's yeah. it, and I'm sure the, go- the goals will start They'll come in through. droves, I guarantee it. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> King Kenny, of course. King you Kenny, know? mate, you watch. You watch a few weeks. We'll be talking about how we bagged six hat tricks, yeah. mate. You watch, I'm and, telling you. And we'll be talking about when he's on his way to Arsenal. That Let's see, you watch, and we got to speak to King Kenny. But um, during the week, we put up an Instagram post, you know, to the fans and asked them, like, you know, if they wanted to ask you a question, and we picked a couple um of the best ones. So yep. we'll just ask you a couple of those. Um, you can answer them for the victory fans. <laughs> yep. So, mate, this first question is from Noah Maxstella. <laughs> Do you think victory will win the comp? The comp? I think that's a very easy answer. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we've got the squad um, yeah. uh, capable of winning the championship. So um, I think we can win it. Um, obviously, this season, there's a lot of uh, teams that are performing well, Perth Glory being the standout. Yeah. But, you know, I think as a squad, we believe that, you know, um, we will be out, up there uh, yeah. when the season comes and uh, hopefully lifting that trophy. Yeah, that's that right. victory belief. You can't hopefully victory can belief. catch the, the Perth glory so we can have a Melbourne final. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that'd be <laughs> awesome, you know. But um, I guess right now, um, it's not really in our hands anymore. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we just have to, I guess... Um, Concentrate on ourselves and uh, try to win Definitely. as many games as possible. And, um, you know, if Perth drops points, um, that would be obviously awesome for us. But exactly. um, that's that's <laughs> not in our control. All right. And yeah. our, our second question comes from Flying Penguin. Um, he's a big uh, Lee Broxham fan. <laughs> he loves right? Lee Broxham. So he's a fanatic. Yeah. And yeah. he asks, how do you feel when Broxy outjumps you at training? <laughs> 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 Well, Brox has got a great leap on him, um, and um, I don't know about him out jumping me, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, know, know, I don't know um, where he's getting his facts from, but you know that Instagram. Nah, man, you know, yeah, yeah no, nah, Brox is uh, obviously a very experienced defender, and um, you know he knows how to time. Um, I guess his challenges uh, in the air, and also. Um, I guess on the like on the ground as well, you know. So his timing is everything when it comes to yeah. when he sometimes looks like you know a jump to big man, and you know he's um, has that experience to kind of know when to ch- um, 
to obviously time is um jumps yeah, yeah. and headers and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Who, uh, tell us at Melbourne Victory, who's the biggest joker in the yeah, in the locker room? Who's the biggest joker in the locker room? Uh, I'll probably say Jay Ingham. Jay Ingham. All all the and is up there as well. Oh so really? Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. And who's the biggest sook? Who gets really upset, you know, about silly little things? Who's the biggest sook? Ah, <laughs> uh, biggest sook. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, obviously, uh, I feel a lot of boys play a lot of pranks on the boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> this um, who doesn't take a joke? <laughs> I'll probably say. Uh, I mean, uh, the boys do give uh, Terry and Tony's a bit of stiff. Um, (laughs) I think last year in the semi-final, there was a when he scored against Sydney and he got real emotional. Um, And obviously, um, a few of the boys made a few uh, memes about Uh, (laughs) just uh, crying. So we kind of call him Sook uh, in terms of that, (laughs) I guess. But. Oh, I mean, um, I mean, any any of us could have obviously um, that whole experience yeah. playing that game and everything that happened. You know, yeah, I guess no. the emotions I mean, were kind of like it's all in good heart. It's all part of the team spirit. Yeah. You guys, you got to have that there. camaraderie, and you know, yeah. of course, you got to take the piss out of your mates. You know, like yeah, everyone right. else. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but um, Kenny, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. You know, and telling us your story. And um, on a final note. Give the yeah. youngsters out there, you know, a word of motivation and what they need to do to become professionals. Um, personally, for me, I think when I was a kid, I just uh, tried to work as hard as I can, listen to obviously um, advice from anyone that was giving me advice that was older than me, uh, same age as me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think you can always uh, learn from everyone, um, no matter how old or young. So, yeah. Um, and how you know, many just, days a week would you be training out there and, you know, working hard? Well, I guess it's a bit harder uh, when you're not in a proper setup. Um, obviously, I think coming from a non-professional environment, I kind of like, and you know, so that first thing, you know, where you, you've got like other um, commitments like school or... Um, exactly, yeah. I don't know, you know, like a lot, a lot of family. So I just think, you know, whenever you get a lot, a lot of free time, um, just try to juggle a ball wherever you can yeah. um it, you know it might not be obviously like a, tra- um, a training or stuff but you know it just that helps um improving i guess yeah, right. your technical ability and stuff like that you know so i guess it's just more finding time to um with everyone's got a different schedule um but you know just fit in i guess um your passion for football yeah, that's that's great. You know, great um, words of wisdom. For the I youngsters, guess. you know, the youngsters will be listening to this and take King Kenny's advice, mate. <laughs> I can assure you. <laughs> but look, Kenny, I, I have to say, Nick and I have enjoyed this interview. Uh, we thank yeah. you so much, and we wish you the best of luck for the remainder of the season. And go, go victory, mighty victory! Yes, <laughs> thank Come you on, very bring much, home guys. Another title Appreciate for it. Us. No worries. Enjoy. Take care. All right, see you guys. See yeah. And that was King Kenny, mate. Unbelievable. Did you? Uh, I enjoyed that interview. No, I really I enjoyed speaking to him. I tell you how much I enjoyed speaking to him. What a humble player. You know, yeah. he gave us all his time. And, you know, he, he It's great that us, he had a lot of that support Yeah, he told us about and... the support he had even in the local leagues, which was interesting to hear. You know, yeah. you don't hear a lot of players talk about that these days. So, you and know... Terry was... Antonis, you big sook. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. So Stefan, <laughs> Stefan, what time is it? It's time for Game of the Week. Oh! 
Jackson. What happened? Goal, 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 goal. How many was that? Six. Yes, that's correct. Because last week, Chelsea got a fantastic reality check by Manchester City and copped a 6 0 shellacking. Yes, what a game of the week it was. <laughs> it was I, our... I just love seeing Chelsea get smashed. I know, who doesn't, you know? But it was City that did it. So it's kind of like a lose lose for a person like me. A lose lose. Why is it a lose lose? Because I don't want to see City doing that well. But they're better than you, so just deal with it and curl about... up into your little ball. Anyway, anyway, regardless, right? 6 0. What a thrashing. Huge shellacking. Huge, absolute demolition of Maurizio Sarri's men. Yeah, I mean, he had a big cry, like we said before. Did a big sook. <laughs> um, you know, Aguero hit his second hat-trick in eight days as Manchester City, you know, thrashed him 6-0, right? Yeah, it was unbelievable. So, they were 4 nil up. <laughs> I, think, I think he's 4 nil up after 25 minutes. Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. Like, it's a, it's a FIFA score. It's yeah. almost and, as and, bad as a 7-1. And Aguero... <laughs> don't you dare. And Aguero missed a sitter early. It should have been 7-0. Yeah. He missed an absolute sitter. He's got... I think he's equal the amount of hat-tricks as Alan Shearer now in the Premier League. Really? Yeah, I think wow. he's equal it. So I mean, Alan Shearer... He's on, his, he's on his way, mate, to being the best uh, of all time in he the is, Premier League. He's one of the... He is, I'd say, one of the best, if not the best striker in the Premier League right now. It's a different time. I no, feel like is. there's more goals now and there's... Better players. He's just an absolute animal, Aguero. He's just yeah. a scoring he wrecking ball. He, he always finishes, that. mate. He always finishes. He's not Eric Cantona, but, you know. All right, enough now about your little <laughs> Manchester United <laughs> hey, outfit that copped an ass-whipping from PSG. Move we'll on. talk about that. Anyway, later. move on. <laughs> you know, they had nine shots on target to four, which is a massive difference, uh, you know, but I think there is more to it. Really? What do you... I mean, more to it in the sense that it's the manager's fault or, you know, it's the uh, players? I think the... I don't know if the players want to play for Sari anymore. I mean, you said that 9-4 to four is a massive difference. I say no, because I believe that City, in terms of... Well, the nine on- shots on target. Yeah. Well, four. on paper, yeah. Chelsea's got an okay team. They converted six of those nine on target. Yeah, I know. You, I mean, like, it's, that's yeah, a, it's a big massive. efficiency rate. You know, they're, they're smashing it, right? But my point is... You can't play Jorginho as a central defensive midfielder and Kante on his right as an attacking you midfielder. You know what? I think it's I think it's the keeper as a Balaga. Rubbish. I what? Think he, I think he's not up to the Premier League standard. I don't think it's him. Go I'm back telling to Spain, you, mate. it is the manager. He's got no idea what he's doing with that midfield at the moment. Jorginho has never been able to defend in his life. What makes him think that he's going to be able to rip a tackle and win the ball back now? Maurizio Sarri knows this, you know. So I don't know. Where in his head he's thought that Kante's a great um, attacking midfielder. Kante's always been the ball retriever, the guy that runs everywhere, tackles, wins the ball back, and let's go, create a counter-attack. For once, I agree with you, Stefan. But Higuain is doing not bad, really, for his first stint in the Premier League. He bagged a goal uh, in their previous game. Listen to me, mate. Gonzalo Higuain should be working for Pizza Hut in London, all right? That is Why do you hate him? Because, he plays... because he's, he's, he's he nothing. Because he's a Napoli man? Or... No, not because he's a Napoli. I've got nothing against Napoli. I just don't like him. He's not a great striker. And the fact that they went to sign him at the sacrifice oh. for Michi Bashuay and Murata, right, is absolutely yeah, I don't... ridiculous. I feel like... Yeah, he doesn't have a bigger upside than Murata. He's got no upside. He's 30-something years old. What's he going to do, rip 30 goals? If he rips 30 goals, I will, I'll do a handstand and we'll pop it on our Insta. How does that sound, Nick? Mate, if you can do it, I'm, I'm keen to see it. <laughs> 30 goals from Higuain. That's all I want to see. 
We'll see. Because well, I know it won't happen. We'll see next season. He'll have a full full season. Under He'll be going belt. back on loan to AC Milan and sitting on the nice bench there. You think so? A hundred percent. Big call there from Stefan at the coach killers. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. That was a big loss. Like, and we said they turned it around. They won in the Champions League. Um, in the in Europa the Europa League. League. Sorry, Europa League. I forget. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? What? What? what where does Chelsea go from here? They're going to sink. It's Arrivederci Sari. Think they're going to drop out? Yeah, they are. They're going to no, drop out. Well, they're out already severely. out of the top four. They're out of the top four. They're not going back in the top four. United they're reclaim that fourth spot. Yeah, there's no way, right? Things uh, uh, things staying the way they are now. There is no way they can recuperate. They need a change. I think if Zola was to come in, maybe they'll fire up. You know, Zola, Chelsea, Chelsea legend. He's got previous previous uh, managerial experience. For Watford. So what? Nah, mate. It doesn't matter, mate. He was just. He was. You know. Maurizio Sarri was a banker. I know, but he what managed he managed Napoli and brought them up to the heights where they are now, challenging for the you know he, title in the Serie A against the Juventus team. Really, what which, you called twelve points is, off the lead, challenging for a title. Well, he's not there this season, is he? Mate, listen to me. Maurizio <laughs> you know? Sarri has never been a top class manager, and the fact they appointed him in the first place, everyone was wondering how can you bring a manager to they need to they a need team a, like they Chelsea need a proven no, manager. They need that. That's right. guidance, right? Because they don't have the. I don't know. They don't play their young kids. They have a lot of young kids. You know, they've got I think every Premier them, League team needs a proven manager. And you can't have these hacks that come in, in you know, and rip results, right, but have got no credentials behind them, have no feel but of But how do you get your cred- credentials? By winning. That's right. And Sari's not doing it. And I don't think Zola will as well. And I'll say it again. I said it before. Ciao, ciao, Sari. Now it's time for Around the Leagues. Let's kick it off with Man City's current form. They're really applying the pressure to Liverpool at the moment and they sit top of the current EPL table. You know, they've had three big wins in their past five Premier League games against Arsenal, Everton and Chelsea. Can they go all the way, Nick? I think they can. I'm sure Liverpool will find a way to stuff it up, as they always do. <laughs> Gerard. Um, you know, City scored 11 goals in their past three games in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, if they can keep it up, you know, it's it's theirs for the taking, really. Yeah. Uh, the only problem will be the Champions League and whether they, you know, prioritise that over winning the league. So, yeah. we'll see how that goes. Well, look, they've got Schalke coming up in the Champions League and then West Ham in the Premier League. Are they a formality? I think so. I, I think, agree with you. For, one, for will, the second time in this episode. <laughs> I think Schalke won't. They, they got so lucky in that draw, like. I mean, they got Schalke. Yeah, that, what it was is, either Schalke or Porto, right? Yeah, what was that? Seriously, so, like, like if it, City for them, it's all cities at the moment. They're in the box seat. Yep. You know, they have got the confidence. But I will say this: West Ham, I don't think is a formality, just because of the current form they're in and they're taking it up to the big teams. Yeah, I agree with that. But I still I th- see City winning. But City's going to take them to the cleaners. Come on, West Ham's never beaten Manchester City, not in recently, anyway. Fair enough. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. To a touchy subject for you, Nick. Manchester United. What happened in the Champions League, mate? It's all gone. The record's gone. That's yes, it. it was bye our, bye. It was our Get fir- rid of the manager. Sacrifice him now. <laughs> it was our first loss under Ole, um, unfortunately. Lol. Like we were compl- after the first goal, we were completely out- outplayed. They, we really didn't have any clear chances. Yeah, right. They were just right. all over us after the, after they scored. But before the first goal, it was even Stevens. You know, we had some chances. 
our problem was we couldn't take the chances. As you and do. at home, we have to take them. That's right. right. That's we right. We have to take them. Especially against you know, PSG. Right, they had injuries. We, they had Neymar out. Not injuries. Neymar was out. That's right. And we copped two injuries before halftime. So oh, that's two less subs. Oh, anyway, no, not no. making excuses. <laughs> yeah. not, not good enough I agree. in Champions League. Not good enough. I agree. And but I, I, Look, I don't see us going to Paris and winning 3-0. But can they? You don't, th- you don't think, can don't they rip it. an AS Roma? Mate, if we can channel the Roma of last year's, last season's Champions League, oh, I think beautiful. I think you're a bit foolish to say that. Do well, you want to know Martial why? Martial out for three go weeks. Back, hang on, Lingard hang on. out for three weeks. Sanchez hang on, hang on, hang on. Regardless of all your injuries, go back two seasons ago in the Champions League and remember what happened. What it's happened? PSG and Barcelona. True. PSG with yes. that aggregate under Emery squandered. Squandered. Yeah, Emery seems to be bringing right. that with him to Arsenal as well. <laughs> All right, they've got a uh, two-goal advantage. But at the end of the day, everyone in the Champions League knows it's the second leg that counts. It's never the first. I, I, will, I will really be surprised to see what happens because Look, I think Ole will tell them just go for it. And who knows? Let, me, tell- let me put this to you. We've got the FA Cup coming up against Chelsea and then we've got Liverpool in the league. Do you think if United win both those games that you know they should offer Ole a contract for next season? Look, we were just hack-sacking and bagging managers that don't have any trophy experience. I know he's yeah. got no experience winning trophies as a manager, but as a player he won everything. Well, he, he played under the greatest manager of all time. Right. Now, this is my thing. I, I think if Manchester United want to go forward, I think bringing in Antonio Conte won't suit them, right? Yeah. I think bringing in... It's a sideways move, right? Like bringing in Mourinho. That's right. I think it's a bit sideways. It's not forwards or backwards. Yeah. It's sideways. I think bringing in Ole, a fresh, fresh face to the yeah. world, fresh face to the Premier League, fresh to Look, United, before Christmas, knows the club. Before boom. Christmas, could you see United going on an 11-game run? No way. And right. he's done that... With the same batch of players. With, the same with players. players he doesn't we even... Didn't, we didn't bring that's right. In. With players yeah. he doesn't even know that he wants yet. So I think give him the job. I think they'll be freaking ridiculous to not give him the well, job. Well, they want to play for him and, oh, mate, I just I, I love his press conferences. He's always he's so always positive. Jovial. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's it's, never... It's, it's different to yeah. how Mourinho He's was. brought a different element to the club. The players love him. You know, what more could you want? That's why... I don't know if they're entirely out of the Champions League yet. I only see it as a 2-0 advantage. I, my heart... The Hope's mani- not, but my head's saying that special managers, FA Cup. special managers can make the difference or bring a trophy in the interim. If he brings them an FA Cup, even if he can get them to a final in the FA Cup, yeah. right, then I think you have to give him the job. You can't be like, no. Yeah, I think true. even if they make the Champions League, you've got to give him the job. Give him the job. Yeah, give him the job, I reckon. And give him look, the job. he's brought us into top four, you know, which, you know, was a real big if we even got close, right? Yeah, that's right. And they've won all these games under him. It's a no-brainer for me. Yeah. Ole, ole, ole. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to uh, our good friends, Arsenal. Yes. (laughs) I can't believe I've picked them to win the league. Uh, They are horrible. They They are are completely horrible. They are an absolute joke, you know. I, I can't believe they lost to Bate Borisov. I have a, I know. They lost to Bate Borisov. I have a good friend who's an Arsenal supporter. Even he's saying, I don't care anymore about this season. <laughs> I mean, not that he doesn't care about the club, he just, that, like, the season's gone. Looking forward to next season. Already. He, it's not, well, I mean, there's so many games he's left. He's got a point. Emery's only had, really, two transfer windows. I think another two will bring his own flavour yeah. to the team. I know, but you know what? It just doesn't seem to be but working But bringing in players moment. like, you know, Dennis Suarez, I was about to say Lewis. <laughs> yeah, no, bringing players like Dennis wish. Suarez... Uh, why? I don't know who's that. Why? I don't understand these signings. Em- this- just because he played for Emery at Sevilla. Come on, man. Yeah, no, There's that does so many not, better players. That does there. not make any sense to me either, Nick. At all. 
They need defence, is what they need. But yeah, so the loss to Bate Borisov, as you said, 1 0. <laughs> at least the next leg is at home. How can you lose? Um, you know, so they can probably turn it around and still progress through. No, nah, they're um, going out. It's only 1 0. They're going so, out. They're going out. Uh, and also, Aaron Ramsey, during the week, has signed a pre-contract agreement with Juventus. Oh, what do you make of that, Oh, my goodness. What a laugh. I love Juventus. They go and buy these hacks and put them on the bench like Emre Chan. Then these guys are going to collect the Serie A trophy because they got Dybala <laughs> and Ronaldo up front. And, you know, they, don't, they didn't even play and do anything, but they'll collect the trophies, you know. And then That's a big People loss. are going to look back and say, Emre Khan won a Serie A title with Juve. He was a great player. No, he isn't. Aaron Ramsey, rubbish. No, Aaron Ramsey is probably one of Arsenal's best players. Oh, come right, on. He's going to go to Italy and cop an absolute reality check. And that's why he's going We're to Juventus. We're talking about Arsenal. It's like, it's like, you know, Roma losing, I can't even, I don't even know your, like when they lost Alisson, you're not the same team. Of course not. But you, know you what I mean? knew that was going to happen. Aaron Ramsey going to Arsenal, I think it's a step, I mean, going to Juve is a step back for him, mate. Why would, you go, why would you go to Juve? I mean, At least he's got why, a chance of winning something. I man. mean, that's right. Why wouldn't you go to Juve? But why would you if you know you're not going to start? He's not going to start over Pjanic, Kadira. Or, he probably wouldn't start, you're right. No, he's not going to start. He's going to sit on the bench but and have get the espresso. His chance. And when he does get his chance, if he takes it, then he will start. Listen, you mate, he's been used to a different pace. Italian football is more tactical. He will not handle it. I will tell you right anyway, now. Let's move on to League it. One. Let's move on to League One. You know, since we uh, last spoke, PSG lost to Lyon. 2-1, right? Unbelievable result for them. Doesn't matter. But PSG is still 10 points in front with two games in hand, right? So really 16 points. The league's over. You know, have they signed it up? Yes, it's finished. It was finished It was finished when it started. <laughs> it was finished when it started. <laughs> it was finished when it started. No one's winning. Well, Lil's keeping the pace, you know, but it's too far Who the hell's Lil? I know. Give me one player from Lil. You're right. There has that's to be right. a team that's second. And, got yeah. na- they got got. Na- I'd say the best team on paper second in France is Marseille. Really? Yeah, and that's a poor team. Think yeah. about it. You got Strootman in the midfield. <laughs> um, you got. It was his birthday during the week, though. Happy really? Birthday, Happy birthday, Strut. KS. Um, we've got uh, <laughs> Balotelli up front, and you've got Tovan, you know. Yeah. He, he's pretty good. I think he'll leave Marseille, but that's the best team, I reckon, on paper as a second team in, in uh, France. And Not Bordeaux, according to paper that Lille's second. Yeah, but now. that's my point. You know, they know they're all fighting for that runner-up silver medal, it's, so it's, good luck to them all. The French League is a joke. They need right? more investment in the, in the French League. They need They'll never team. get it. It's the French League. Who wants the French League? No one. All right? Well, we all know it's PSG's league every year, and PSG will continue to win it. They will. They You're will. Right. How are they going to stop? The right. Sheik owns PSG. Who, what, is yeah. someone going to buy Lille tomorrow? Yeah, who knows? We can probably buy him, mate. <laughs> Someone bought Manchester City. Like, I know you don't know. It was it's Manchester a bit left City. I know, I know. You don't know. Um, Let's move to my favourite league, Serie A. Yes. So news came out during the week, which I could not believe, and I think it's the dumbest decision to happen in shocked. the last month. Mario Cardi was stripped of the captaincy yes, at Inter. What do you reckon's going on, mate? Is it a Bruno Fornaroli situation? It like, is, mate. That's the word. I mean, Spalletti. The guy. All right, he didn't score for two games. And then they go and do this to him? Like, he's you know been their talisman, man. No, but you know what it is? Tell a me. few months ago... What did Spaghetti do? Con- Spalletti, <laughs> Spalletti. A few months ago, with contract obligations, he was holding out of a deal to get more money with Inter. Now, true club captain, 
will not do that, right? He knows he doesn't want to spend his whole career there. He knows the fans are backward in the head, thinking that he wants to, that, that he's going to right, stay no, there. No hate speech. Oh please, Come Inter on, Milan just, think that they, they've made just an improvement. They're a bigger team than Listen, Roma, Roma will finish on top of Inter Milan. I'll guarantee you right now. Well, maybe without Acardi, I'd tend to. Agree. Not without Acardi. Have you seen Inter Milan's recent form? And Spalletti, even further, to not be playing your best player is absolutely We've, ridiculous. Um, I put up. We, well, you put up a post during the week about it, right? And yeah. I put it out to the listeners, you know, where do you think he'll end up? And, you know, we've got lots of different responses. Um, people saying Real Madrid, uh, you know, Juventus, which I believe you might go to, you know, some said Man United as well. We even had Fusque Rangers in there. Where do you think he'll end up? I who do you it. think will go hard for him? Who the, needs The him? only two teams... Oh, actually, you know what? I could see him ending up at three places, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I could see him ending up at Real Madrid is my hot favourite. Yep. Juventus second because they will offer him a, a lot of money and they need a replacement up yeah. front, I feel. I think Real Madrid um, probably need him the most. Yeah, I, I'm confident to say Real Madrid will uh, take him, I reckon. Real Madrid, Juve, and my last one's a bit left wing. I'm going to say Tottenham. If Tottenham. they get rid of Kane... You know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. See Kane if leaving. Kane goes to Real, can they get a Cardi in? Who knows? You know, right. that's one from Interesting. left wing. I like that one. I like that. Just like your Arsenal predictions. <laughs> <laughs> um, that didn't go well to play. What, anyway. what is? Uh, who has replaced a Cardi? Who has uh, Spalletti chosen? Uh, Lautaro Martinez, the young Colombian. Um, you know, look, he is not a bad player at all. You know, he got given the chance. Uh, what have you written? He got given the chance in Europa League and he took it. He scored. Did he, he won them the game. Oh, really? He got given the chance in Europa League um, and he took it. He scored. He won them the game, which is a big positive, you know. But do you think he's the answer, Nick, to Inter's problems right now? I think he's a young kid, you know, is going to show what, he, what he's got. And if, if he can keep it up, why not, mate? How else do you find these, you know, diamonds in the rough? You've got to give them a chance. I mean, they found him from nowhere as yeah. well. He's come from a real... I think he came from uh, in Brazil, playing for a Brazilian team or something yeah. like that anyway. So they poached he, I him. I think he's Argentinian. But they did well. this as well with Gabigol. Do you remember Gabigol? No. Inter signed Gabigol from Flamengo for a lot of money, and yeah. now he's nowhere. They sent him back there. And he was a really good player. So I don't know where Inter lie. Like in the sense of giving young players an opportunity. Well, if Spalletti continues to play him, well, he's not going to play Cardi. Yeah, I know. Cardi hasn't even been travelling. But that whole squad. team's rubbish. Inter's all rubbish. And I don't care. If you're an Inter Milan fan listening, you Look, know your team is medi- actually they're rubbish. They're a mediocre team, and they the only thing they had going for them was Icardi. That's right. And opinion. once he leaves, they've got nothing. I know. They've got nothing. Um, we wish Icardi all the best. Come to United. Yeah, I don't think United <laughs> need him, mate. Anyway, what about Roma? They seem to have turned things around since that 7-1 For now. Debacle. For now. Okay. For now is the big query. We'll see what happens in time. I'm not going to discuss AS Roma right now. They won against Porto 2-1, but it's not... It's a good win. It's not a good win because we're up 2-0. And you give them a goal, they've got the away goal, they're going to go to the second leg at home. A million Porto fans. Look, I won't be honest, I'm happy that they beat Porto because Porto was unbeaten from... Uh, from last October, since last October. Wow. So they beat a team. It goes to show where the Portuguese league is in the high rank of things, you know, to... Maybe they just their turn to... I, I don't know. Look, I'm, worried. Loss, I'm a bit October's... worried for that second leg because at home they're a strong team, Porto, and the home fans will make a difference. They only need to win 1-0. Look, as long as we've got a full lineup, I can't see Porto going through. So yeah, we'll I, see I, what I tend to agree. I think Roma will make it through. they got the easy draw like City. <laughs> really? No, we did, and we deserve it after last season's terrible draw. Um, but anyway, enough about Roma. Let's talk about Dortmund in their table-topping form. Yes, you know, five points of 
Sorry, take that again. Yes, you know, they're five points in front of Bayern Munich. Um, you know, do you think they can hold on? They're going to hold they on. Can. They're going to win it. They're going to win it. They're going to do something incredible, you know. And let's be honest, they're the only team that can really compete against Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. Gladbach's up there too. They're only, I think, well, they're uh, two they points. So nah. they're seven points behind the top. Look, I will say one thing, though. I think uh, Dortmund's going to get knocked out of the Champions League. I see Tottenham going through, and I see Tottenham going through to the end stages of the competition. Mate. Really? Yeah, I do. I don't know mate, why. you were off them a couple of weeks ago. No, I know, but I, I just see there's this Tottenham team. They don't give up, mate. They've got no Harry Kane, and they've won their last three or four games. They're ridiculous. Like, come on. We are, we know Kane's above and beyond Tottenham, the whole team put together. Yeah, but, but I think they, he loves the club, mate. He yeah, loves them. They're doing a great job, I don't, you know. I don't and I see, think Dor- I see Dortmund going out flat on their bottoms, mate. So, Well, speaking of Harry Kane, what about Real Madrid? They seem to have turned things around. You know, a nice win uh, in the Champions League and they're only six points behind Barca in the league now. You know, can they make up, make it up? Can make up the difference? You've been saying that you're on Real Madrid the whole way through. Yeah. You've been on Real. I'm not. I think Barca will win La it's, Liga. It's only six points. But look, I want to explain something. Champions League's wide open, right? We oh, don't know. Season it hell. is yeah, wide any open. Can. Any team can come out of nowhere as long as you inform and knock off anyone, right? Because there's yeah. no except for Liverpool. Liverpool won't win it. <laughs> you just don't want them to. But <laughs> um, any team can win it, and. I just think, going back to La Liga, Barcelona's just six points is a bit too much at this stage of the season. Well, Where's that six points going to come from? Look, Barca's not I think look. Real Madrid will push hard for the title. Um, also, on a, on a Barca note, Valverde yeah. uh, extended his contract till 2020. Um, I've seen a few Barca fans online and they're not really happy about having him there. They don't think he's the right man uh, for the job at all. Well, look, Luis Enrique won the treble with Barcelona. And who the heck was that guy? Yeah. No one. This well, they, they reckon this guy's worse. He just does random things. And but does random things in what sense? Look at Messi's this team. Be gone, so. Hang on. Are you scared of Barcelona? No. I'm not scared of Barcelona. No, no one anymore. is scared of Barcelona. Not anymore. What? Messi, so what? No, I'm saying like, you Messi's going to be gone in a couple of years' time. Yeah. I mean, where does it leave him in the By grand By 2020, he'll probably be, he won't be there anymore. Look, let's be honest. They're one of the biggest clubs in the world. They're always going to attract the big players. But if it wasn't for Lionel Messi, they wouldn't have had any success in the last 10 years. Because if you remember Barcelona oh. growing up in 2001, 2002, 2003, where were they? Where no, was Barca? Right. No. But Messi was the icing on the Barcelona cake when they had yeah, Iniesta, Xavi. They haven't Busquets. replaced them. They haven't replaced them. Replaced them. Iniesta, Xavi, you know, Rakitic, is he up to that level? It's uh, no, a bit questionable, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's my answer for you. And re- the coach, you can't blame the coach. But they'll win this league, you're saying, this season. Yeah, they will. They'll win the league and then the Barca fans will be happy with him and then, you know, next season. Forza Los Blancos. <laughs> a little bit Italian-Spanish there. <laughs> anyway, what's next, Stefan? Well, that was our Around the League segment now, Nick. So let's move on to Fan Talk. Yes, Fan Talk. <laughs> Mate, just before we kick it off, how good's Kenny Ethy, mate? Oh, unbelievable. unbelievable. I, I love Kenny Ethy. He's such a humble person. He's the best. Kenny, you're a gun. You're the king. But, ladies and gentlemen, kids and pets of all ages, <laughs> let's kick it off with our first uh, fan talk question here. Uh, it comes from your favourite from last week, Mr. Oh, Flying oh, Penguin. Good, the Penguin Boy. He, stay- <laughs> he states, uh, let's come back to the handball in the penalty box rule. Are you saying oh. we should start practicing kicking the ball into the defender's arm to get a, a penalty? Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst idea on a matter since Fellaini cut his hair. <laughs> uh, this guy's all right, Penguin Boy. Look, 
Uh, I just want to say one thing to that question. Players have been doing that intentionally for years. It's never going to stop. Mate, it I'm has saying, to stop. I'm it not has saying, to stop. I'm not saying that uh, we should be focusing and telling people in training, kick it into the arm. But players have been doing that for years, and the smartest players do that. So I don't know what this kid is on, <laughs> right? What are you saying? It's been happening for years. So Also, I'm not saying penguin, to change the rules. Flying but, Penguin, thanks for your question for Kenny Hathew. That was a, it was a hilarious one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway. He's on, he's, on, he's on the money. You can't. We spoke about it last week. Why? Because it's always going to happen. It this ruins is football. It, it, ruins it doesn't matter. It. It's always going to happen. For so. hacks like Zeko, you know, in my opinion, it has to stop. I agree with him. I don't. I think this guy's backwards. Just players, have been doing, players have been doing this for years. The game's fine. Just leave it. If it, kept, if it comes to a cheap penalty being given, then so be it. Because players are smart. They kick to the arm if the arm's extended. He, look, he has a point, but it doesn't happen that often. For it to be a big problem, but it still is a problem. You like to get rid hang, of it. Why is he hanging stuff on Fellaini's haircut? That's what made Maron <laughs> Fellaini. I mean, that's what made up he, for his no, terrible but, soccer. But he cut skin. his hair. Yeah, that's I, what he's saying. He cut well, his hair. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Leave him Fellaini out of this. All right. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Flying Thanks, Penguin. Penguin Boy. Appreciate. It. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Our next question comes from Joseph McAway. He states. Why did Canberra not get a team in the expansion? They had multi-million dollar investors lined up to build a brand, facilities, and the FFA said no. If they would have gotten picked, it would have also grown the women's game as Canberra have a W League side as well. So the question is, if, you know, me and you had a A League license, uh, where would we place an A League team? And uh, who would be the biggest signing? Go, Stefan. Canberra? Yeah, and I'd go get someone like uh, um, who would I go get? Being me, I'd probably go get um, what's his name, Mario Mandzukic or someone like Mandzukic. that. Mandzukic, yeah, get okay. a big, get a big European all rounder. Even someone like Peter Crouch, you know, he's all right. He's a hack, but yep. he's a big poster boy. You can put on a poster. He's the size of the bloody stadium. So <laughs> you know, why not? I think they stuffed up, and I agree with this guy. This guy is talking sense, unlike <laughs> Penguin Boy. Joseph McAway knows what he's on about. So. You know, credit to him for picking this up. And we mentioned this last yep. episode. I'd put it in Canberra. Go get Emmanuel Adebayor if he still plays. Van Persie. Someone just, just one, massive. Just no, one. I, I want everyone. You took my one now. All right? Well, who did you All want? Right. I agree. Canberra should have a team. But another state that should have a team is Tasmania. Yes, I agree as well right? with that. But Tasmania... Bring them into the fold. They're already far away. Like, bring them in, mate. But you know? Tassie... Tassie in terms of football, there's not a big following. I know in Canberra, for instance, the AIS was well, there for crying out loud. There's a massive following. You've got to start following. a following somewhere. No, Put a team it has there. to be Canberra. If the next team isn't Canberra, we're going to go to the FFA. We're the go. Coach Killers podcast and right. everyone. So that for me to be us. different, I'd pick Tasmania and I'd probably say like a Van Persie, yeah. you know, or someone someone that's got that um, big credentials, trophy winner. Someone bigger than Panagotis Kone. Yes, 100%. <laughs> okay, cool. So our final question comes from Taylor06NZ, and they ask, do you think Roy Krishna will move, and who do you think um, will win the A-League? Okay, this is easy. Roy Krishna will never move, right? Because He's, he's a, a quality He's a quality winger, mate. He's quality. He's quality. Really? For, he's one of Wellington's best players. I think he's just a bit overrated, I'm saying that. Really? Yeah, he is. He's overrated. He's more than he's never Roy Bonavazia? Costa Barbarousas will put him in his pocket, all right? Let's be honest. See, uh, victory's winning the A-League, and Roy Krishna will never leave Wellington because no one will want him. Mate, I'd love him at uh, victory. I don't know. You know I don't someone's got to sit on the bench. I don't think he's... <laughs> <laughs> nah, Roy Krishna, no, no, mate. He'll be staying at Wellington, so you can be happy about that. Yep. But unfortunately, victory will win the A-League, mate. But thank you for your you question. Fortunately, 
Victor will win. Oh, no, unfortunately, because I like to see different teams win. Who would you like to see win? I'd like to see for the benefit of the league, Perth win. Why not? Perth Even Perth. Wellington, why not? Perth, Imagine Wellington won mate, the A-League. They're It'd four be hours behind, so they're behind the times. Don't, <laughs> about, don't worry about Perth. <laughs> and that's been fan talk for this week. And um, look out for the post, you know, in the coming yes, fortnight. Right. Get your questions in. We'll give you a shout-out. You know, we want some hard-hitting questions. Yes, like that and, Joseph McAway question. <laughs> um, and, yeah, but what's next, Stefan? What's next on our podcast? Well, now, let's have a look at some enticing games coming up over the next fortnight before episode 26, and let's announce our next game of the week. Awesome. Sounds good. But first, I think it's time. Is can, it time? Can you feel it, Stefan? I can feel it. It is time. It's time to announce the giveaway winner. And the winner of our giveaway for Andrew Durante's signed boots is, drumroll please, Jess Pritchard. Well done, Jess. Congrats Congratulations. On winning. We'll give you a clap. Unbelievable. A clap. Congratulations. Um, you won uh, that pair of boots that yeah. are match worn and signed by your club captain. A true, devoted Wellington Phoenix fan. Yes. Um, absolutely deserve it. Uh, we'll put up a post. You know, just DM us if you if you hear the episode. Hopefully, you do listen to our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Just send us a DM on Insta, and um, we'll get them sent out to you as soon as possible. Well done. Now let's move on to some big games coming up in the week. Yes. What do you got for me, Stefan? So we've got Sydney versus Melbourne City, which is a crunch game for both teams here. Yeah. An- another Melbourne City game yeah, as well. Yeah, a big one. We've got the Melbourne Derby. This is going to be one of the best derbies of all time. You know, McLaren's first Melbourne Derby. I'm curious to see how we can go against Honda and Toivon. Can City make up the gap to Perth? We'll see. Then we've got Chelsea versus Tottenham. You know, can the Spurs keep the pressure at the top uh, on City and Liverpool or will Chelsea maybe break in back into the top four? Let's have a look. What about Liverpool versus Bayern Munich? Huge game. Man. Monster. Bayern Munich have to win. Yeah, Come on, Bayern Bayern. Munich. What's your tip for that, Bayern? Bayern. Yeah, me too. I reckon Bayern as well. They're not going to win the league, so they have to win. I agree. Champions League or try and get there. And lastly, we have El Clasico. Yes, El Clasico. Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Unbelievable. Who do you think is going to win? Mate, it has to be Real Madrid. This is their chance to make up the the ground and to win the league because they don't need Champions League. They just need to win the league. What are you smoking? Barcelona. Barcelona will tear them apart. You think so? They're going to tear them apart. It's going to be a game for the ages. And now, (laughs) our game of the week for our episode 26, what will it be? It will be Manchester United against Liverpool. Huge game. Monster game. Title deciding game? What do you think? Is this going to be the the one that crunches Liverpool up? Well, if Liverpool lose, then City's clear at the top. I, uh, I'm going to have to say the draw. I think it'll be a draw. You think? I don't think Liverpool can go to Old Trafford and win. Not the. Fo- not I reckon the United have got... something to prove after last time. Oh, you're which going got with Mourinho United. sacked. That actually might be good for a little flutter. The United yeah. win. <laughs> jump on, jump on United. Put your life savings. <laughs> yeah, but bet responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been our show for this fortnight. Some huge talking points, some huge results, and some big fails. <laughs> yeah, some massive fails like Chelsea and Sarri there. But we have a special guest to announce for our next episode in a fortnight's time. 
Yes, that's right. And another special guest. We had Kenny Athey on this episode. And next episode, who we got on? Jem Karajan. Yes, Jem Karajan from Central Coast, mate. Yes, the guy we were talking about in yeah, this episode. The Reading superstar. Yes, the Reading stalwart, the Premier League player, the guy who hacked Steven Gerrard. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to have a lot of insight for us. And, you know, Can't wait for that. Great, it'll be great to have him on there. I hope we can bring some more special guests in the future as well. I agree. Make sure you like, follow, share the Coach Killers podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music and YouTube. All at Coach Killers Podcast. Yes, at the Coach Killers Podcast. And remember, when you're listening to Kasuke Honda's <laughs> uh, press conferences, they're best followed by the Coach Killers Podcast. Fucked! <laughs> I can't say anything. That was gold. Yeah, that's it.